Hello. Hello, ladies and ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, me, Jake, and this is episode 112 of the Jake This of Jake Johansson podcast. And I know what you're thinking. Um, it's a little late, isn't it? Late? It's late. Maybe next week's episode is early. Did you ever think about that? Maybe there is no episode this week. Maybe next week's episode is early. Both of those things are possible, I suppose. But uh, I think the fact is, right, it is late. I'm I'm having some problems. I'm having some technical difficulties that uh, are originating from right inside my own brain. Have you been there? Uh, I think you have. I I don't want to judge you, but I think we've we've all had those moments in our lives where things didn't go exactly as we had planned. Possibly because we didn't have them exactly planned. Mm. Ah, coffee. I should have taken a drink before I started. That's obvious to me now. Well, this is this week's episode. It is a little bit late. It's probably going to be a little bit short because uh, I'm just doing my best, as I hope that you're doing. I am. Uh, I'm hanging in there. I'm trying to do my best, and uh, and I think that's all I can ask of myself. But I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. Things got a little busy. I got uh, booked at the well. I should say last minute, but it's not really the last minute because. Next next Friday, September 12th, I will be on the David Letterman show. And just find, I just found out about that. So I've been scrambling to try and get organized to uh, decide what material I'm going to do on that show. And then now here I am in Cleveland, Ohio at Hilarities this weekend doing uh, my comedy shows and promoting the show. My Lord, they've had me on uh, three radio shows and I think three TV shows. I, I've only done one comedy show so far for the weekend, but I've done all those. Anyway, I'm, I'm there this weekend and it's it's going great. I'm going to do a live episode of the podcast Sunday, September 7th. And uh, so if you're in the Hilarities area, you can come to that. Or if you're anywhere else, guess where you can go? Well, uh, as I say, wherever you are, you can watch me on Letterman September 12th. And then September 26th and 27th, I'll be back in Ohio at Austintown, Ohio. Funny Farm, the comedy club Funny Farm, Austintown, Ohio, September 26th and 27th. October 3rd and 4th, I'll be in Seattle area of Washington. That's Kirkland, actually, at Laughs Comedy Spot, October 3rd and 4th. October 17th, I'll be in Maycomb, Illinois, at Western Illinois University Grand Ballroom. Figure that out. You know, I'm coming back to Denver to the Comedy Works in November. I'm going to be in Albany, New York at the Comedy Works in November. In Chicago, December 4 and 5, I'm going to be at Zany's. You can check the details of all of that at my website, jakethis.com. I don't want to bog too far down right now. But I would like you to enjoy a little bit of that background music. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice, isn't it? It's like it's like we're in a little Woody Allen movie, sort of. Mm, I wish we were. That would be nice. But it also might mean that we're a little bit weird-looking. Because <laughs> people in his movies are a little bit weird-looking. And let's face it, I have faced it. I am a little bit weird-looking at times. At times, I would say that... Uh, also, I have my moments. I have my moments when I'm not a little bit weird-looking. <laughs> when I'm a lot weird-looking. Or when I'm uh, somewhat, uh, I, I actually feel like some, I do have these moments, as, as I hope that we all have, where we feel like we're, we're looking all right. We're looking our best. Let's just say that it, it's possible for all of us to look our best, and uh, but not for long, not all the time. It's not a thing that you can do all the time. So 
what is the thing that you can do all the time? Well, you can be yourself. You can be yourself all the time, and you can try. You can try your best. I don't even think you can try your best all the time, but uh, you can aspire to that. And that's really, that's really what it's all about, is what are we aspiring to? What are we aspiring to? Well, I'm aspiring to put one of these out once a week, and to give or take a few days, I have been able to do that, and small mistakes aside, one time, the internet uh, computer clicking uh, machine thing let me down and uh, then of course there's this week but we've already been over that we're doing our best we're trying to make these come out on time and we're doing our best I'll tell you what I have been doing I have been meditating I have been accomplishing that that was something that I I had been talking about with several people for the longest time my guest Alan Havey in the past and I had talked about that I guess you may have guessed that I don't have a guest this week. It's just me. It's just you and me, or you and I. I think it's you and me, isn't it? Um, but it is just you and me this week, because uh, because I don't have a guest. I've been planning for my guest for the live episode, which is coming up Sunday. That's only two days away from right now, when I'm going to be doing it. I guess in time, it's going to be coming out less than a week from now, because it was more than a week from the last one of these. But, you know, like I said, like I said, we're doing our best. And, and these details, these kinds of things, well, you, you like to think you've made a commitment to uh, your audience and that uh, you're living up to that commitment. That's what I'd like to think, but I do realize that uh, I may have slightly let uh, you down. But then again, look, it's free, so you get what you pay for. Not even, not, that's not even true. People love to say that, you get what you pay for, but you don't always get what you pay for. In fact, often you get less than what you paid for, and when you're mad, people look at you like, well, you're, I have your money already, so what are you going to do about it? And uh, so, in fact... You don't always get what you pay for, but in this case, you didn't pay anything, and I am doing my best. You're going to have to take my word for it on that. I mean, it's not like I'm holding back. It's not like, oh, I did an episode for this week already, and then I didn't put it out because I'm punishing you for being bad. I wouldn't, I'm, that's not how – this is a rewards-based relationship, our relationship, and so I'm trying to reward you for good behavior by doing this episode. I re- – so meditating, I have been meditating, sitting down and being quiet and just breathing in and out because uh, my friend Alan Havey had convinced me that that's what we should be doing. And then I, in turn, had been talking about doing this. And so I've had a couple people now now say that I've inspired them to start meditating. And that's when the second person said, hey, I'm meditating now because you told me about meditating. I realized, boy, I need to really be doing what I'm telling people that I should be doing because they're doing it because I told them that they should be doing it, and they're, they're feeling good about it. And I have to say, I'm feeling good about it, but it's a slog, man. You sit down, and you, you're, you're there, you're quiet, you're trying to meditate, you're trying to think, and uh, think about, you're trying to think about just focusing on your breath. You're trying not to think about things. For once, for once in your life, you've got someone who needs you, and that's you, and you're trying to be quiet with yourself and just be there. And, and it's, not, it's not easy. You feel a little bit distracted, and uh, and so you can get into a little frustration. That's one of the hindrances. <laughs> That's what one of my meditation help talkers has told me, is, uh, you know, these distractions are hindering you. But uh, like I said, I've been doing that. So that's what, I've been, that's what I've been doing instead of this episode of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. You know what it is? I've been sitting quietly with my eyes shut, completely motionless, breathing in and out. And that, I felt was a valuable use of my time, and I still feel that way, and I encourage you to do that. Not right now, necessarily. I, I, I'd love it if you could listen to this 
a little bit. But then again, really, what am I blathering on about? I don't know. What am I blathering on about? Well, I can't, I can't really, I, you know, you want to talk about the news sometimes, but oh my God, people are getting their heads cut off. That is not something that I can even talk about. I, it's just, if that, if you think that cutting someone's head off, though, is a way to get the United States to leave you alone, that is, you're wrong. I, I just do not think that that's true. I, I think that that is going to universally piss us all off, and, and rightly so. So there's that. But, you know, I don't like to talk about the news because people get so fired up about the news all the time. That's one thing that uh, really bothers me about the news is you can't really find things out aside from the thing that I just told you that you can universally agree on. Because everybody wants you to disagree. Every, it seems like universally people would like us to disagree on things and, in fact, argue about things all the time instead of getting things done, instead of actually solving problems. It seems like the news, my television, the people on it with their, with their beards, I'm talking to you, Wolf Blitzer, would rather watch us get into a giant argument about everything than, uh, than sit down and solve the problems. And I'm tired of that. I'd rather not get into giant argument. I'd rather figure out what we're going to do and then start doing it. But uh, Or, I'd, actually, I'd prefer that some of the people that I elect to do that, why don't they figure out what, what we're going to do and then start doing it based on the input that we are trying to give them and start? why don't they start solving the problem so we can get down to the business of hanging out and enjoying each other's company at, uh, at comedy clubs and... <laughs> and music venues across this great land. So I have some pieces of paper. You can hear them here. And I've, uh, I've again, these are some statistics. statistics. These come from the Harper's Magazine. That's what I do sometimes. I look in there and I just have things to decide to see if I'd like to discuss them. Oh my God! It's like a, right, watching a it's like watching a crazy person unravel from inside a bag because you can't see me, but I and I don't feel like I'm unraveling. But there are moments where I'm in the middle of talking, realizing, am I unraveling? I'm not realizing. That's not a realization. That's a I'm questioning myself. I'm questioning myself to decide if I'm unraveling. And now you know why I'm meditating because I'd love, I'd love to stop doing that. If I could just go one day without trying to figure out if I'm unraveling. I would love it. I would love it. Just to go through the whole day feeling like I'm nailing it. Man, I'm nailing this. I cannot believe it. Although I have to say that people, in my opinion, who go through the day thinking that all the time are often not nailing it. And in fact, they could do with a little bit of questioning themselves and asking, like, is there a possibility that I'm not nailing it right now? Is there a possibility? So, if you're that person who's going through life all the time thinking, I'm nailing it, maybe you should ask yourself, am I really nailing it? Is there a possibility that I might be wrong about that? It's a good question. It's a good question. It keeps you honest, but don't get all up your own butt about it and become paralyzed and unable to act. So, <laughs> so it's up to you whether you want to grab the uh, salt shaker with the I'm nailing it, or is it possible that I'm not nailing it? Those are the two salt shakers that you can use to shake out some um, some uh, self-doubt or, <laughs> or self-confidence on your food. Oh, boy, it's hard to be a person, isn't it, everybody? It's not easy to be a person. 
other people seem to make it look easy all the time because that's the problem you're inside yourself being a person and you're thinking holy cow it's every day i gotta wake up and deal with some new thing that's making me sad somebody died or or uh, or whatnot or something terrible happened a flood devastation people lost everything and it's and, and i how, how am i how am i going to keep it together it's hard to be a person and a lot of times you look at other people thinking, man, it looks like they're nailing it. I wonder why life's so easy for them. And you know, the problem there is you can't look inside those people. You can't see what's going on inside their minds because a lot of the people who you think think are nailing it are thinking to themselves, holy shit, I'm barely keeping it together. This is the day that I'm going to unravel. But let's just try not to hurt anybody when we unravel. Just sit down for a second. Breathe in and out. Focus on your breath. Tell yourself it's going to be okay. And then go get some ice cream if that's your thing or something else. A lot of I only say ice cream because a lot of people like ice cream. Personally, if I was going to get a treat, it wouldn't be ice cream. I'm trying to keep it non-alcoholic, though, these days with my treats. I might, I might get a nice uh, smoothie, fruit smoothie, or vegetable smoothie. And uh, by smoothie, I mean I, I, you blend everything together all at once. You, you don't uh, When you put it through the juicer, you lose a lot of the pulp. You lose a lot of pulp, and that's where a lot of good stuff is. Fiber, fiber. You know, you watch enough news, where you pay attention to the commercials, and you realize pooping is important. There's a lot of people that are having problems in that area. Maybe you are, maybe you're not. But if you're pooping, high five yourself. <laughs> high five yourself. Not, not right now. Not right now. If you're pooping right now, don't high five yourself. If you're pooping right now, I've, what are you doing? Really? You're listening to this on the toilet? Okay. Or maybe you're not on the toilet. Maybe you just pooped on the bus. Oh, I feel for you. You need to get off at the next stop, though, because people are going to smell it, and that's going to—it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse for you. People—people people are going to look at you and start to feel like that guy is not nailing it. He just thought he—he might have thought he nailed it. Or that lady. Let's face it; it's not just guys pooping on the bus. There's some ladies doing it too. I—I I only wish that this was going out to a big enough audience that the odds were that someone was pooping while they were listening but uh, I don't think I, I don't think there are that many listeners and I also think I attract a crowd of people who would not poop while listening to this but please feel free to email me if I'm wrong um, speaking of email I did get a nice email I got a couple of nice emails from a listener who wanted to be a guest on the show and I think she may be coming to some shows this weekend and so if I see her that uh, I, I will talk to her and record some things on the phone and then if we will see we'll see if that gets on the podcast I have to say it's a slight uh, when I got that email I was I was like oh wow I'm really reaching someone and then I thought is this a person who might be unraveling right now is this what people do when they unravel they they send emails to you and try and get on your podcast maybe but probably not look I'm trying to talk to you and I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to get you motivated and then I finally do get someone motivated and I think well is this person really motivated or or, is, or are they at loose ends with themselves? Is it getting hard for them to be a person? I don't know. Time will tell. Time will tell on all of this. Um, so I've read these statistics. Do you think I forgot about those? I've been holding this piece of paper that whole time while I was off on that little tangent about uh, the bus and whatnot. The amount of inmates held in federal prison who are nonviolent drug offenders is 50%. That's what this statistic says here. Now, I can't really say for sure that is true, but it is in a Harper's Magazine, so you can look it up in that sense. But that is just 
startling per percentage of inmates in federal prison who are nonviolent drug offenders is 50%. I just feel like if people want to take drugs, why are we locking them up? And then and then really taking care of them and and feeding them and you know not not that not that anyone's dream is to be taken care of in prison but it, it is costing us a lot of money and certainly they're not enjoying having losing their freedom and they're nonviolent and uh, all they did was take some drugs it just seems it seems silly so that's my opinion you can we can argue about that if you want to of course we can't because there's no one else here on the show but should drugs be legalized I th I think they should if you're not hurting anybody and you want to take drugs uh, you know. I don't think we should be locking you up for that. I think we should be helping you. I should be. We should be helping you if you've got a problem to stop taking those drugs because you might you might be better off without them. You might feel like I'm taking these drugs because I've, I'm in danger of unraveling all the effing time, and I need some drugs to take the edge off. And of course, that's kind of the stereotypical thing that people assume about people who are taking drugs. And if that's true, then why are we locking them in prison? I hear you can get just whatever drugs you want also while you're in prison and why if you're if you're having trouble dealing with the feeling of being a person while you're out in the free world imagine how that is going to be slightly amplified when you're locked up with uh, well half of the people in there are nonviolent drug offenders but the other half of those people are not nonviolent drug offenders. And so how, how are you going to feel emotionally when you're having trouble keeping it together out in the free world? Then when you're locked up with those people, you might, it, the drug thing might not actually taper off. It might get worse. It just, I don't know. And then I would, so I'm reading about these statistics about the criminal justice system. And this is in a different Harper's magazine. So actually I have done some work. I didn't just read one magazine and then pick out things to talk about. I read, well, what does it look like? I've got three pages here and it looks like Two of them are from the same one, but this is one from the February uh, Harper's Magazine, February of this year. That's 2014. That's right. I'm I'm reading statistics to you from a magazine from a few months ago, but that's because then I'm going to talk about them. And uh, I, I don't want to make. I am so obviously I'm self-conscious about this, and uh, the meditation is not completely working. But uh, yeah. I feel like maybe you didn't get a chance to read this or maybe you didn't take it all on board. Percentage of all criminal defendants in the United States who forego trial by pleading guilty. Percentage of all criminal defendants in the United States who forego trial by pleading guilty and, you know, taking a plea agreement or whatever. Um, 97, 97% of criminal defendants in the United States plead guilty by taking a plea, a, a plea agreement. 97%. Now that just seems like when they say you're entitled to a fair trial and only three people are taking the fair trial, that 3%, that, that, that seems like something is, is wrong, that, that we've so incentivized people. People are so afraid of actually getting the fair trial because they think it's not going to be fair or what could go wrong or they don't have the money to pay for a lawyer or, or for whatever reason. Maybe they actually did do something and, and they took the deal. But to 97%, that seems high for people taking the pleading guilty. And you do sometimes wonder, I, I, I assume that you wonder, I shouldn't say these things about you because I don't even know if you're pooping on a bus right now or not. But I have often wondered what would happen if I was facing trial, wrongfully accused for something. I mean, you could go bankrupt, first of all, just defending yourself, hiring lawyers, even if being innocent. And then you wind up in prison. And in fact, then the percentage of U.S. convicts exonerated last year who had previously pled guilty without a trial, what percentage of those? Convicts who had previously pled guilty without a trial that were exonerated, 
So out of all of those convicts that pled guilty without a trial, how many, the percentage of the ones that were exonerated, the ones that were exonerated, 17%. Convicts exonerated, a percentage of convicts exonerated last year who had previously pled guilty. So these 17% of exonerated convicts had actually pled guilty because they were afraid of the criminal justice system. 17%. They knew they didn't do it, and they were exonerated on evidence. They were let out of prison, but they had pled guilty because they were so afraid of going in trial that they, they felt like it was a better deal to just do the time than to face the trial, which that's a sign that people are afraid of the criminal justice system, in my opinion. And I, who wouldn't be afraid of the criminal justice system with all the stuff that you're reading about nowadays? Not to go back to the news, but geez. You're lucky if you make it to the criminal justice system. Police don't shoot you ahead of time. Although, on the other hand, don't do not fuck with the police. That's that's what I would say. Uh, but let's see. Percentage of U.S. jobs that are held by humans today that are at a high risk of being automated by 2024. Okay, 2024 is 10 years from now. I did the math for you. It's sort of easy when it's 10 years. I know, I know. But I still, I knocked that out. 10 years from now. Percentage of U.S. jobs held by human beings that are at a high risk of being automated. 50%. Half of the jobs right now held by human beings in the United States are in danger of being automated. Certainly not this this job, this current job that I'm doing, which, by the way, is a non-paying job. So there's very little danger that they're going to automate this. That's I have job security in the, my in my free job that I'm doing. But it's startling that uh, half 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 jobs held by humans today in the United States could be automated half of what are they going to do when they're not when they're no longer working are they going to resort to a life of crime and then plead guilty uh, and then go to prison is that what's going to happen are we going to start eventually making the prisons nicer because we're all on our way there because our jobs are being automated by computers or, or, or machines are machines and computers going to start doing our jobs for us and then lock us up into prisons like in the matrix but the prisons will be really nice and actually similar to this world and some of us will be able to fly because we realize that the world is not real and we're locked in a machine computer generated prison hopefully hopefully that's you and me baby that we're flying around the matrix i think if i could fly if this was the matrix let's say we are already in the matrix let's say i'm worrying about a thing that's already happened um why can't i fly that's what i really want to know that's what i really want to know and if someone comes up to me after the show tonight and hands me the blue pill, <laughs> I'm going to say, look, I don't think we really are in the matrix. I think you're trying to roofie me right now. So that's what, that's, that's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to say. I'm not going to take their stupid blue pill. Um, I think, unless it's Lawrence Fishburne. If it's Lawrence Fishburne who comes up to me after the show tonight, I mean, even if it's somebody who just really, really looks like Lawrence, let's face it, I'm going to have to believe that he's Lawrence Fishburne. Um, I'm, I'm going to consider taking the blue pill. But I do have a couple shows tomorrow and then that live podcast on Sunday, so I don't know that I want to take the blue pill and miss those things plus Letterman next week. So maybe I'm, I'm just I'm going to say, look, Lawrence, I may call you Lawrence. I wouldn't call him Larry because I feel like that would just be being, me being sort of glib and mean with, with a very accomplished actor. Um, and also a, a real person who's trying to help me get out of the matrix. But I would say, listen, I'm going to take, take the blue pill in the sense that I'm going to 
take it from you. But I'm going to put it in my pocket. I'm going to hang on to it for a couple weeks. So if you could follow me around from a distance or monitor me on your submarine until after I do Letterman, then, then I'm, that's when I'm going to... Although I don't want to miss those Austin Town gigs either, and the Denver Comedy Works is a good time. And oh man, maybe maybe around Christmas time. Maybe I'm going to take the blue pill around Christmas or New Year's. New Year's is really a good. That's really the best moment to take the blue pill. But I love my wife too. I don't want to. Do I want to leave my wife and daughter here in the Matrix while I take the blue pill and go live on a dirty submarine with Lawrence Fishburne? He's not getting any younger. You got that's got to be true, right? maybe I'll wait around my birthday, maybe our whole family, maybe I'm going to cut up the blue pill and my whole family are going to take it. I gotta, It's clear to me that I need a longer conversation with Lawrence Fishburne if he shows up after the show tonight, then he's probably going to be in the mood too. If he comes between shows, it's, forget it. We're not going to be able to work this out in time before I have to do the second show. So, And that's just good advice. If you want to have a long talk with me on a two-show night, you need to come to the second show because there's just more time for us to visit afterwards. <sighs> Half of our jobs are going to be automated by 2024. It doesn't say they're going to be. It just says they're at high risk of being automated. Hmm. I'm going to drink a little coffee. I'm going to drink some coffee and prove to you that I'm not automated right now. You do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Nice sip of cold brew coffee. That's right. I'm high atop my hotel room across the street from Hilarity's pre-show sipping coffee in my underpants and talking to you. Factor raised last year by the crowdfunding site Kickstarter that exceeded grant giving by the NEA. So four times more money than was given out by the NEA was raised by Kickstarter last year. Kickstarter raised four times what the NEA gave out total in total for all their projects. I did see a potato salad project that raised like $64,000. It makes me think that I'm wasting my time doing this podcast. This is actually an effort. I mean, it may seem effortless or idiotic. Who knows if you're even still listening. But uh, this is actually an effort when, in fact, in probably the amount of time that I've spent talking now, I could have put up that Kickstarter for potato salad. I could be doing one of those every day and just wait for one of them to hit. And then I'd be out there just cashing checks and buying mayonnaise, right? How's that sound? Sounds like a good life, right? Cash and checks and buying mayonnaise. That's my new rap album. Kickstarter raised four times as much money as got given out by the NEA. And then you get these political people who are talking about the NEA, National Endowment of the Arts. That's what the NEA is. The, the, the Republicans are all up in air as well. They're wasting our money. They're raising four times that amount of money on Kickstarter. Forget about it. Oh, brother. Anyway, we're having arguments about things that are just, that are tiny. That's, we're arguing about things that are tiny, and we're ignoring things that are big. That's the feeling that I have from here inside the Matrix. I'm enjoy. I have to say I'm enjoying myself inside the Matrix, I have to say. At times, at times it can be a little challenging, but if, as I always say, don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. And by that, I don't mean don't take the blue pill. I mean, if you get that opportunity to get outside the Matrix and figure out what's really going on and potentially save us all, please take it. I would thank you later, I think. I don't know if I would, if, if all at once, what if somebody else solves the matrix? What if it's not you and I? What if we're not the heroes of the whole world universe problem? What if we're not the heroes? What if we're just the people who wake up in a big soggy, mucusy, electronic bed that where we had been hooked up to this matrix with the people who we all know as our families and relatives because somebody else yanked the plug and, and now we got to figure it out 
in a big kind of post-industrial desert hell world because somebody else decided they were doing us a favor. Boy, that doesn't sound as good as pulling the plug myself. I can tell you that. Portion of taxpayer-funded research whose fundings are not available to the public for free. Half, half of taxpayer-funded research, the findings are not available to the public for free. That seems, that really feels like, look, if I'm, we, tax, I am a taxpayer. I'm a taxpayer. I'm assuming you're a taxpayer. I don't know. There could be some children listening to this who aren't paying taxes yet, but eventually we're all going to be paying taxes. We're trying to pay as little taxes as possible by doing our deductions and whatnot fair we're trying we're trying to play fair but we are paying our taxes and they're doing research they're finding things out they're using our money to find things out and then they're only telling us half of it how about that does that surprise you probably not if you're cynical i feel like sometimes i'm a little cynical when i read that i thought of course they're not telling us what they're finding out with our money you know what in fact they're also doing is they're probably copyright copywriting half of that shit and charging us a premium to buy the stuff that they made with the research of the things that they found out with our money. That's probably what's going on. And then I think, why do you have to be like that about everything? Why can't you say, well, maybe they're not telling us half of those things because half of those things are about, you know, military secrets that that they can't tell you what they found out because then every dumbass who was a nut job would find out these secrets, uh, you know, half of the stuff they're finding out is, is military secrets, and we can't just have every nut job taxpayer having access to that information. And then I say, look, why are they spending half of my money figuring out dangerous shit? Why aren't they spending that money on figuring out how to make, get us all ice cream or whatever we love for a treat at those times in our life when we feel like I've got to sit down. It is so hard to be a person. I need to sit down and shut my eyes and just breathe for a minute. Why aren't they spending our research money on shit to make that better why aren't they solving that problem that's what I say back to myself when I try and talk myself down about being outraged about that I'm, I'm very outraged I'm shaking the paper that's how pissed off I am the minimum amount of Chinese citizens the minimum amount Chinese citizens have moved into offshore bank accounts since 2002 okay it's 2014 so Uh, That's 12 years since 2002, the minimum amount that Chinese citizens have moved into offshore bank accounts. Do you know how much it is? Well, they've rounded it off, obviously, but it's a trillion dollars, a trillion dollars that Chinese have moved into offshore bank accounts. You think you got problems, United States Americans, with people who are offshoring their thing. The Chinese people, are they don't trust their banks so much that when they make some money, they move it offshore. I wouldn't even know how to move some of my money offshore. I mean, I, th- I like to think I could figure it out. I like to think I could figure out how to open a Swiss bank account and put some money in there. But then I also think, what does what is that going to cost me? And how am I going to get that money back? What kind of a language barrier am I going to be dealing with when I'm trying to use an ATM to get some money out of my Swiss bank account? And why am I doing that? What am I worried about? That the United States government is going to steal my money? Well, sure, I'm slightly worried about that. They're going to steal my money and spend half of it on research. And they're not even going to tell me what they're doing. While, the, while meanwhile half of us are going to be replaced by machines in 10 years? Sure, I'm thinking that. But I'm also thinking, look, I'm just going to leave my money in the American bank. I'm not that worried about it. The Chinese are saying, nope, a trillion dollars. We're moving that outside the country just to be on what we think is the safe side. Good idea, bad idea. They're doing it. They're already doing it. 
course, if they're doing it inside the matrix, it doesn't really matter, but I just thought you might be interested. A factor by which the number of pubic hair grooming injuries in the United States has increased between 2002 and 2010. So in those eight years, 2002 to 2010, we've, uh, the pubic hair grooming injuries have gone up five-fold. That's five times as many pubic hair injuries in 2010 as there were in 2002. And that's a lot. So if you're listening to this and you're trimming your pubic hair, I just want to say one thing. Please be careful. Please be careful because people are hurting themselves doing that. Now, I will also confide and share with you that uh, I'm, as a man, that's just not a thing that I'm doing. I know that some young men now are doing that, uh, and good luck to them. I mean, you've, they've, they've fallen into it. They've done to us men what has been done to ladies. They, 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 they the matrix, the matrix controllers have made you insecure about your pubic hair through whatever methods they have used to do that. You would have to tell me, but I'm sure it's advertising and pornography. Um, they have made you self-conscious about your pubic hair, and so now you're trimming it and waxing it and sculpting it and removing it, and they've got us doing it now. Dudes are now doing that, too. Dudes are going in and getting their belly fat frozen, which more power to you. Of course, we would all like to have less belly fat, for many reasons, but if it seems like it would just be a lot easier if we all agreed to just live with a little bit of belly fat and a little bit of pubic hair. And really, I think that sums it up. That sums up this week's episode. It would all be just a lot easier, ladies and gentlemen, if we could learn to live with this belly fat and this pubic hair. Think of the time it would free up for you to sit down and just focus on your breathing in and out and say to yourself, it just got a little bit easier to be a person today because I decided I'm just going to live with this belly fat. I'm going to I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm going to say, hey, this is part of me. And if you don't like, hey, who's a freak? Me with my belly fat, the same as everybody else on this stupid bus crapping their pants? Or those washboard ab people, they're the freaks. They're, we're not the freaks. They're the freaks. How, do you, how much time do you think they're spending getting those washboard abs? First of all, they're probably spending a lot of time. Or second of all, they're genetically, that's just how they look without even having to work on it. Yeah, those are the people. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a hater. I'm, I'm hating the game. I'm not hating the player here, washboard ab people. I, I definitely get you're hot and you want to show it off. I do get that. But how about some slack? For us people who've got a little bit, a little bit of belly fat, not a lot, you know. Once I get a shirt on, I'm cool, and um, I'm trying to be a little bit nicer to myself about it. I'm trying to say, look, it's this battle with this belly fat is over. I'm, uh, it, I'm over. I'm not, I'm not surrendering. I'm not giving up. I'm just saying this is not going to be a priority in my life anymore. Not that it was. Oh my God, what if that was my main? source of drive every day was to wake up and deal with my belly fat mm, that would be sad that would be really that would be really sad it's not it's not everybody that's not what's driving me that's not what that's not what's getting me out of bed every morning what is getting me out of bed every morning well coffee i do love uh, to have some coffee i've been having now a little bit of a, a grainy fruity breakfast that's that gets me out of bed in the morning i like i like talking to my kid that gets me out of the bed in the morning it's a good some of the best conversations that you have with children are right away in the morning because they start thinking of stuff right away. unlike you and i they will start thinking of stuff right as soon as they get up in fact 
children's belief in immortality is universal. Children think they're going to live forever. Or I guess maybe they don't even really think about it. That's, again, from this magazine. But uh, we were talking about children. Some Chinese parents are confused and upset by the trend of their children saying, I love you. That's the Chinese. They're they don't trust their government. They're moving all their money offshore. And they don't trust their children when they say that, they're, uh, that they love them. That's, it's not easy to be Chinese, I can tell you that. I mean, there's probably not, there could be Chinese people listening to this because, in fact, I read another statistic, not in Harper's Magazine. This is just a tidbit that I happen to know. There's more people learning Chinese in China than speak Chinese in the United States. And by that, I mean the population of the United States. They're, they're, su they're such a big co country that they got more people over there speaking English than we have here in the United States. They're parking a trillion dollars in offshore bank accounts and they're scared of their children telling them that they love them. Well, so, does that make you feel better about yourself? Not that we're comparing ourselves to other people, but we're just sitting down and breathing in and out and trying not to do that. <laughs> we're trying not to do anything. That's what we're doing when we're meditating. We're trying just for once, just, could we just for once try not to do anything? That would be pretty sweet. My wife just texted me that she was thinking about me, and she loved me. I'm, I'm doing this on the phone, and so that just happened while I was talking to you. Man, how, how, how nice is that? How nice is that? That's very nice. It makes me feel good. I hope, I hope this episode has made you feel good. I was uh, skeptical, and I have to say at first I was worried that I wasn't even going to be able to do it. I, I was worried. I thought, I'm going to sit down. Why don't I just do this live episode and put that out next week and have there not be an episode this week? That's what I thought. That's, that's, that was a little voice in my head. That's what I was saying. I was saying, holy cow, it's hard enough to be a person. I'm just going to let this go. I'm going to let it slide. I'm going to give myself some slack. And I do, I do advocate giving ourselves some slack. That's something that we should all do. But I decided instead of, instead of doing that, instead of giving up on this week's episode, I decided to do this week's episode because I had previously decided to commit to trying to do an episode every week and I do enjoy these ones where it's just me talking although I have to say man hats off to Bill Burr and uh, and Greg Proops who can do an hour podcast of just them talking those are two great podcasts that are available on the all things comedy network of which I am a part and I will say again, I'm not sure exactly what that means. I don't know what benefits accrue to me besides just being associated with those fine people. The great Tom Rhodes also has a podcast on that network. Jackie Cation has a podcast on that network. It's some good company. It's some good company. And uh, I, think, I think originally um, <laughs> there was some idea that we were somehow going to be uh, made, well, not rich, but that we would somehow, it would generate some income. But that, but that so far, that's not what I'm in it for. This, to be honest, this podcast, I'm not in it for generating income. I'm in it, in it for telling you where I'm going to be and us getting together at those places. And meanwhile, us being in touch, in touch this way. And uh, hopefully that's helping you relax and not poop on the bus. And also uh, to reach out and say hello from time to time, from time to time. I hope that you'll reach out and say hello. I hope that uh, you will not give up. I'm trying to, I guess I'd love to bring this home and bring it in for a landing. But um, what's a good thing to talk about at the end? Oh, I hear some, <laughs> some notes I had. Oh, yeah. People are going to be drinking this weekend. That's the thing that people do at shows. They do drink. Um, and so if you're drinking this weekend, take care of yourself. Oh, I'm, uh, yeah. 
take care of yourself. It's really amazing to me how much people will drink when they're going out. And I do feel like while I'm not a doctor, while I'm not curing cancer at these comedy shows, I am, and people are enjoying themselves, and it is a fun night out. And I do, I do say that when I go and watch comedy, when I watch somebody great like, like Bill Burr or like Greg Proops, I do feel like, man, I'm part of something good. This, these, are, these people have come to this show. They've turned over a night of their lives to me, and I'm trying to do my best to show them a good time. We all laugh, and we do have fun, and that is good. But it's amazing to me how many people make that decision to go to that show and then also, um, you know, combine that decision with the decision to drink a lot, a lot of booze, more than they normally drink, or if they do normally drink that much, I'm worried for them because some they 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 kind of go past it. And I want and I know that this is true because I was talking to another friend of mine who's got a podcast, so I want to be on his podcast, Joe DeRosa. Joe, I love you. Just that I missed his birthday because I was on the road. These are things, man, not to say it's hard to be a person, but it's hard to be a person. You miss people's birthday just being a person with a job. But uh, Joe DeRosa and I were talking about this one time because we were both uh, working together and we had these email lists up after the show, as I do. I've got an email list to stay in touch with people, tell them when I'm doing things. And uh, and you'd come back the next year to a club that you had just worked and you send out an email. You've only sent one email to these people. Hey, I'm back in the place where you saw me and you gave me your email and they, they, they want to be taken off the, email, the mailing list. And I said, Joe, can you believe this? And he said, no, I couldn't believe it because I had their, he had their phone numbers. And he called them up. And he said, hey, what's the deal? You took me off the, I just sent you one email. You liked me the last time. And the people said, I'm sorry, man. I didn't even know who you were. I was so drunk that last time. I got your email and I thought, who's this guy? So take it easy. Try not, <laughs> try not to drink so much that you forget what you're doing. That, that is more than you, you want to drink. If you've got to, and, and if you're an illegal drug user, watch out for the cops, man. Because half of the people are in prison for nonviolent drug offense. This guy this week, there's an NFL player. I was here in Ohio who's off the Cleveland Browns and he's going to be working at a car dealership. And the whole story was he's working at this car dealership because he's off the NFL for testing positive for drugs. And I heard that and I thought, well, what drug did he test positive for? It must have been cocaine or some kind of, um, you know, at first I thought it was performance enhancing drugs, but I thought they don't throw you off for a year for that. It was marijuana. They threw him off the NFL for a year for testing positive for marijuana like that is our biggest problem nfl professional athletics get your shit together pot really pot you're firing people from their jobs for smoking pot i get it if they're smoking pot at work but you but uh, maybe I, I i i mean i don't i'm not familiar with this whole situation so maybe he was part of he was involved in the legal system and he got and the pot was tied to some other thing and that's why the nfl fired him but let's try not to fire anybody for pot this week. If you can, try and just cut them some slack. Unless it's at work. Don't smoke pot at work. Come on. You know better than that. Do not smoke pot at work. Unless you're uh, Greg Proops. In which case, go for it. It's gotten you this far, man. I, <laughs> yeah. uh, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go, and uh, maybe I'm gonna smoke some pot this weekend. I don't know. My wife's not here. She loves me. She doesn't know what I'm doing. She doesn't even listen to this. Can you believe that? You're listening, and I can't get my wife to listen? It's weird. It's weird. But uh, that's the way it goes sometimes. It's not easy being a person. It's not easy being a person with a podcast whose wife will come on the podcast, but then not even listen to the episodes that she's on. 
You know why? Because she's busy. It's hard for her to be a person, too. It's not just you and I who, who are having a tough time being a person. That's, I guess, what my takeaway from this week is. It's not just you and I. It's everybody else. All those people that you look out at and you think are nailing it, they're having a tough time being a person, too. So let's try and cut each other some slack. And remember, we're all in this together, if you can. That's what I'm trying to do. Cut people some slack. And remember, we're all in this together. Try not to poop your pants on the bus. Breathe in and out. Get yourself a little treat. Take care of yourselves. And thank you for listening. I think it's totally time for you to have a beer if you'd like to go for it. Take this! I really mean it. I feel like this went okay. It's just happening. We gotta spend more time together like this. A podcast! I thought you said take this. I did not. You did say this, right? I might get some ice cream tonight. The theme song to the thing. Not an ice cream drink, though. Those things are not good. You can't tell what he's saying, but he's talking to me. <laughs> I mean, I suppose they're good, but you don't really have. I, I just not. I'm not into ice cream drinks anymore. That's where I'm at. I'm not going to talk anymore.